Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Nobody's Listening to This Music Podcast podcast. I'm Andrew. And I'm Eric. And today we're talking about Neil Diamond. Might as well be. <laughs> okay. Sure. Um, yeah, go on. Yeah, he just mumbles a, He just mumbles stories the whole record. Uh-huh. Yeah, very much so. That's a good... That's actually kind of a decent comp, huh? I think I only know Sweet Caroline, you know, like everybody else. Like, I don't know anybody who has actually listened to Neil Diamond, but... Um, I could see I could see what your comparison is here. Yeah, it's just he's just like I walk in the air condition and is, sit on the edge of the bed and pull out the baseball cards from under my mattress where they were kept. Just Is that enti- lines? I don't know. I made that up. I love that. I love that. That was so <laughs> sick. I think that is fully where I'm at musically right now. I also, I'm sure I'm going to talk about it later, but I, I, I arrived at Elliot Smith this week. Okay. Um, and Perfect. Like, Wouldn't you know, happen any other way. Yeah. Uh, a few months ago, you called me out on loving sing- singer-songwriter stuff, and I was like, yeah. what are you talking about? I've never listened to anything singer-songwriter. Now you're you fully like, a singer-songwriter guy. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, just yeah, yeah. like like delicate, like quiet, like whispery, story, sad kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Like just melody and Yeah, yeah. Uh so this record? So perfect. Perfect. <laughs> this is where I am at right now. I really can't believe I pulled those like six lines out of my ass. <laughs> uh-huh. Very good. I like that. I, it's just I, that's what this whole record was to me. It was it was yeah. I was like okay, cool first couple of songs. Then I was like now this is predictable. Yeah, I would ha- I would I would have to agree. I do think it's my, by the way my waveform is huge right now. I haven't uh, I'm not recording any differently than I usually do. So sorry if it's too loud. Um, but so what you're gonna want to do there is just go ahead turn down the scarlet little bit yeah, you, you think i should do that even though that may and, that'll make it different than the and then the i'll beginning? just yeah and then i'll just adjust and post and it's fine all right <clears throat> here we go we'll fix it in uh, post yeah they actually use the that mic on animal sorry. sounds sorry that's <laughs> that sounds same thing yeah um sorry to the listener that now it's going to be too quiet for sure um no nah, no way i'll adjust it in post i'll see the waveforms are different okay um I forget what I was saying, really, but oh, oh, oh! It's it's yeah, it's kind of long. It's only ten songs, but thirty-nine minutes long. Okay, it felt longer to me, honestly. So, uh, you know, full transparency, I just listened to this album for the first time this morning. Um, wow! So, so I heard it before you. Yeah. Uh, our discover together was your discovery first, but I um, I listened to this. Uh, Friday, midday. There you go. I squeezed That's it in between listening to Project 12, I think, which is the new Andy Weir book. Very good book. I don't know any of that any of that stuff. That sounds cool. What is that? Andy, Andy Weir? Yeah. He's the guy that wrote The Martian, you know, the Matt Damon movie. Oh, cool. So it's just like I, his like second book. 
uh, really big departure. He, the Martian, is sort of just like not really a. It's a crazy problem, but it's just like a guy that right. gets stranded on Mars, which isn't doesn't seem insane. Yeah, that's like somebody like it's relatively grounded. It's relatively grounded. This one, he's like in a different. A, a new dude in a different solar system talking to aliens, like of course, way more sci-fi now. But I, I, I really like the Martians, so I was like, I'll give this new one a shot, and I've I've been very much enjoying it. Was that at work? Yeah. So that's a very, very different, uh, or it may not be that different of a headspace actually. But so this morning, it's Saturday morning. Saturday, May 22nd. Uh, it's noon for me right now. Uh, or looking outside. What are we looking at? Some light winds. We're we looking at light, light winds. winds. And, and yeah. we're looking at a little bit of clouds here. Yeah, um, so we got some uh, partly cloudy blue skies. Uh, beautiful weather today. And um, <coughs> no, I was. Uh, I love that you're getting really tight in on your mic, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, just the uh, NPR um, really up close and low. This is Terry In the Gross. Gaza Strip this week. You know who I like? You know, there's NPR and Terry Gross. Uh, I really like Cheryl. I think Cheryl Waters uh, with KEXP. If you ever watch those, it's, it's like um, almost I'm, like an audio I'm tree. I'm out like of the for loop a, in NPR. No, it's not NPR, though. It's KEXP. Oh, I, it's, like a por- it's like Portland uh, radio station. Oh, and very this woman, hip. Cheryl. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. They do like it's almost it's like audio tree stuff, but it's for a radio station. But oh, Cheryl's sick. great; she's a great host. It's tiny she'll... desk, but not tiny desk. Right, exactly. Very. Anyway, sick. I described today. Um, this morning, I, I woke up with with nothing to do. I, I made myself. I went to the grocery store. I got some new coffee because I didn't yesterday. I got some muffins, and then I cut a muffin in half and I grilled it. And then <laughs> I was. You're speaking my fucking language. The second you say. Yeah. Cut it in half and grilled it, dude. What did you? What, what, what flavor are we talking here, muffin wise? Chocolate peanut butter with a medium roast uh, coffee called Love Buzz. Yeah, the way that I'm looking at the camera is probably not coming across in this audio uh, medium, yeah. but yeah, uh, Market Basket makes those blueberry muffins with like the really right. gigantic granulated sugar on top. You gotta do. You gotta have that sugar on there, the crystals. And that, and then like, then I used to cut those in half and grill them. Yeah, Gee. totally. Whew. I was and then, so then, and I, then after you grill them with butter, you have to yeah. put more cold butter on top of it. You do that. That's oh. that's sick, actually. Of course, that's a that's a whole other level. And I then, use vegan butter, so I don't have any guilt about it. So I'll I'll do that next time. Then this is what you do. You ready for this one? You get cor- you get corn muffins, right? I really like this song, by the way. We're we're talking through the entire thing, but I really like it. And go on. This song gave me really big. Um, the like actual guitar parts are very modern baseball-y, so that's a good tie yeah. back to stuff that he's written before. I mean, it makes sense. He seems like one of the two guys that writes for the band for the most part. If I had to guess, yeah, I'd say. Anyways. Corn yeah, muffin. Back to, the, back to this other stuff. Fucking back to what people want to know about corn muffin cut in half, bro. Grilled <sighs> cream cheese. Oh my god, dude, it's nuts. 
That's a good idea. It's very good. So I had that little breakfast, and then um, I was I made another cup of coffee. This time I put it in a to-go cup, and I went searching around my new little neighborhood here for some yard sales. Okay, he went walking around looking. For- Looking for a lamp, maybe? Who knows? I should have... It would have been nice to walk, but I drove um, to cover a little bit more ground. Yeah, I was looking for like a lamp or some records or something. Uh, Mm -hmm. I found two yard sales. Nothing good. But, you know, I'm hopeful that I'll I'll, I'll come up one of these days, you know? One of these Um, days, you'll be... It's it's when you're not looking for it is when the the peace finds you. Yeah, I just gotta make myself available. I just gotta hop in, hop in the old CRV on some more Saturday serve. mornings and the old comfortable recreational vehicle or comfortable runabout vehicle, as it Wha- as it were. Do you? Is that what, what it stands oh, for? What it stands for? Isn't um, that cool, dude? The fact that he says the Hewlett Packard glow, dude. He was stretching for some syllables there. Yeah, and he like, was like, just compu- like he computer doesn't fit. Just wait I need something like, with an absurd amount of syllables, and like to make it beautiful too. Right. A lot of um, people wouldn't know what a Hewlett Packard is. Yeah, yeah. I wonder how how much uh, how accessible that line is, but. But I got there. I think something that's cool about this stuff, too, is like, you know, like I was saying, I've been really into like kind of quiet, like delicate stuff. And even this song, just we got some feedback there. You know what I mean? And there's like electric guitars and drums, like full production. But still, it feels very kind of the line. The line right before that chorus is and then Lewis taught me how to play guitar. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that. That's a. That's so singer-songwriter to do. Very much so. And then with the with the feedback, as he said, it's kind of like in that that one Phoebe Bridger song, and she says, I asked you how I was playing drums, and then the person says, it's too much shit to carry. Or she says, and then you said it's too much shit to carry. But then that's when the drums come in on the song, if I'm thinking about the right song. But there's a she she does stuff like that like she like brings up the drums right. and then the drums come in uh, that part reminded me of that. It's funny to now bring up the fact that you're like a few weeks ago you were like I'm not really into singer songwriters. Yeah, yeah, that's everything to me right now. Yeah, like and then you were showing me like Kurt Vile the other day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you're like I love Mac DeMarco, dude. Slaughter Beach Dog is cool. Whoa, Phoebe Bridgers. It's like it's like your musical identity right now is solely yeah. singer songwriters. Yeah, that's funny. I wonder what does that. And it's be- and it's weird because you know it's pretty much in line with what I've always dug. Where you know, okay, modern baseball, Slaughter Beach Dog. Uh, you know, like just kind of that. Okay, title fight to glitterer. It's like. Right. So close to these like bands, but just I don't know if is it like it's just stripped back a little more because it's one guy or, or or a lady or if it's the subject matter or the mood or something. But it is really kind of just what I'm digging right now. It's so funny how we go into like 
you would think that my time to listen to metalcore is yeah. like the winter when everything's uh-huh. dark and gloomy. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm a summer metalcore guy. I'm like sure. a winter pop punk guy. That's interesting. So the, like closer we the... G- closer we get to summer, the more Spite and Traitors I'm listening to. And it's like, like a foil to the seasons. Like, right. It might be too sad to just listen to, or too dark to listen to metalcore in the winter. And it might be too like uppity to listen to pop punk in the summer. Yeah, I'd be lying to myself if I thought I was that happy, like listening to. Yeah. Like, I don't know. The the band that comes to mind is Hot Mulligan, like in the summer. Uh huh. Uh huh. I've been really digging some of that Hot Mulligan stuff. That brand, pop punk. I yeah. It, there's just something about the like capo open tuning pop punk right now that's that's getting me. Yeah. It's getting the goat. That's cool. Hey, what do you think about uh, people on the internet calling anything with guitars in it pop punk right now? Yeah, I, I, I wonder about that, and like I think it, or I wonder if I've had that thought, or if this is new to me, you saying that. But I think there definitely is something with like, um, like guitar music being spoken of in a certain way, or like. Yeah, and like, like you know, there's that Machine Gun Kelly album that came out last year, and it's like, that's like, just, uh, in my opinion, too like self-aware being referred to as pop punk. Like, it's just right. like, I'm pop punk now! But it's kind of like, I don't know, man, it's kind of just like, you you playing guitar. It's decent yeah, songs, I, it's like, I'm, you know. I'm confused catchy. why they need to like... People that are like are listening to guitar-based music right now, like need to tie it to yeah. pop punk. Like, do they they need a multi hyphenate, or it's not like a cool right. genre to I, listen to? And it's funny too because I think in the in like what I would consider more the 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 active world of pop punk or what what once was you know pop punk that we listen to or whatever. I think it's much more like, let's get rid of this title. Let's get rid of this genre name. It's, it is what it is. It's whatever. We're not like trying to pigeonhole ourselves. Don't do it right. to us. And then it's like, yeah, it's almost like outside the scene is a little bit more like grabby of it. Grabby with it, you know? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I keep hearing it getting thrown around and I'm like, I think it's very much okay for you to call what you're listening to rock music yeah i think that's allowed and i'll allow for it but just because you have travis barker playing drums on it doesn't Uh make it a pop punk record sure yeah you can't just be like we're a big label i'm an artist with a big backing i play guitar travis barker played drums on it it's Uh a pop punk record yeah interesting um you know what's funny I I haven't listened to modern baseball in a while actually. But like it's funny listening to this. I'm like this might as well be a modern baseball song. And I'm like even his voice is so like like did he sing a decent amount on modern baseball stuff or I think so. Do they it's, just have a similar cadence? They trade off and they have a very similar cadence. 
I think yeah. that's one of those things. I think they developed at the same time. Right. So it's like they share a singing style, sort of. Because that makes sense so much of their coming into singing was probably with each other. Yeah. That makes sense to me. I like... It, it is funny to think, too, of that time in, in the pop punk scene, how it became so cool to have singers trade off parts. Yeah, you're like, four years strong to the world. Yeah. And then, like, you know, even, like, Sorry So Far starting out, the other guitar... And you would always say, like, oh, the, the other guitarist who sings sometimes. Like, every band had the other right. guitarist who sings sometimes. And, uh, um, Man Overboard? Yeah, exactly. You know what's actually incredible? Going what? to watch some of those live sets, seeing mm. how much that bass player doesn't actually sing. Yeah. I was going to say the opposite. It surprised, it surprised me how much more he sings. Or parts that I thought were Zach are right. Nick. Like, um, There's not many songs where he's like taking the lead on them. Right, right. And I, and I always really kind of thought he did. Gotcha. Yeah, I like his voice though. It, it always surprises me what his voice sounds like. The bass player. Yeah, he's just like, like uh, Nick's just kind of like whiny. Yeah, way more up there than you'd think because he's like a big dude and he plays bass. Like I'd imagine he's just like. Yeah, and then but, every now and then he just he's just yelling. Yeah, especially live, he's just fucking yelling. Uh huh. I really uh, and he plays a grabber, dude. Too cool. I, Too cool. They have good gear. Man Overboard has good gear. I want a grabber so yeah. bad. Yeah. If I can I only can, imagine... If I could get that legi- the exact same grabber that Dave had all those years yeah. ago. Yeah. They're like 1300 bucks though. Like for See, a See, that's what I was going to say. Like, imagine one. Imagine what he paid for it. That could have. That was probably a full ten years ago. We were playing that guitar, yeah. And like now, it's probably way more than what he paid for to to get a, one in that condition. Even I think to be fair to Dave, I asked him if he still had it, but he told me yeah. what he sold it for, and it's pretty much what they're going for. Okay. So he, um, he, it's not like he got raked over the coals on it. No, no, no. But to to for us to to get one now would be a lot. Yeah, it's unreal. I'd sell all of uh, all of my guitars minus one. Yeah, to get my hands on a grabber. Which one would you not sell? The my Jazzmaster, probably. Wow, that wasn't Jazz- even what I, that my second guess would have been the blue one for nostalgia. No, I'd get rid of that thing in a moment at, at a moment's notice. That's hilarious. Somebody could come over to my house right now and go, "Hey, can I have that guitar?" And I go, "Yeah." Okay. Cool. Good to know. Thought about giving it to my little brother. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. Um, the beginning of Sleepwalking. Yeah. This has got to just be a throw a modern baseball song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, did you... So I know about Slaughter Beach Dog, I think, from... You know uh, Nate, Nate the Mate. I literally was gonna say Nate the Mate. That's the only way I yeah. ever heard about it. I would have never known. Yeah, I think. And I was just trying to look up er- earlier today. Like I said, I just listened to this this morning because I got because I was listening to the Elliot Smith stuff during the week. 
I was on a certain playlist. I wanted to finish it out before I listened to something else. Um, but then I, I was also going to watch that video that he that I learned about Slaughter Beach Dog from again. But I think what it was was a modern baseball video he did, and then he just right. mentioned Slaughter Beach Dog. Yeah, um, he talks about Slaughter Beach Dog for like a second. Yeah, because he but he, he was talks like, about like the weird indefinite hiatus that they're on. Yeah. I have a tough time with that. Like, you know, obviously I'm not the biggest modern baseball dude. Uh, like I said, I haven't listened to them in a while. And even still, I, I hate it when people are like, put out a new album. It's kind of, it's just like, it is what it is. Their, their music that exists is out there. It doesn't actually affect you if a band is together or not. But like... Right, let them be. Yeah. Just let them be. But it's be. also like, it just, it's tough for me to see where... I, I did like Modern Baseball and like I think the last tour they did was like with Brand New like just imagine how cool that would have been and or how cool it was I think it did happen unless it was right around the time Brand New got cancelled or whatever but um, and then they were kind of like hey we're actually going to go away for a while for our mental health and you know respect or whatever but also just like damn to let to let a career like that go is is difficult for me to swallow for even for others you know what i mean yeah um, i think it's just a being on tour thing for so long i yeah i don't know how that that would affect me so right yeah it's, and that's it's kind of what i sort of I, difficult I think, for me to pass judgment on it right exactly and i've even gotten there a few times like even in like a couple years ago when i there was a couple summers where i went to like California and Massachusetts like a month apart and I was just like Jesus is a lot <laughs> like <laughs> yeah it's like being away from home is like cool going on vacations kind of dope yeah but then you're like all right it'd be like I want to be home for like a few weeks now yeah yeah exactly and yeah around that time I was just kind of like okay I can see why people would get exhausted of this or like go a little bit crazy or like especially if you're away from home for like months at a time and then to like pop into what is supposed to be your life and then it's like oh this is all so unfamiliar to me because this is only my life 10% of the time when it should be the entirety of my life right this isn't my actual life this is just like something I do in my off time yeah that must my, be strange. my real life is sleeping in the third row of a van yeah I don't sleeping think modern on base floors I don't think modern baseball was ever a tour bus band so i wouldn't imagine so there's like lines in this song about or not in this song specifically i don't think but on this album like if we can just sell these t-shirts i can do such and such or like something i think bad beer uh is the song and then he says also something about like being on tour in the summer sleeping on floors blah 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 and like yeah there's i could definitely imagine like to me, that sounds like, you know, I really romanticize that and always have. And just, like, whatever it would take to have, like, you know, the experience of being able to play all over and have people care about your music and stuff is, like, cool. Whatever. But, yeah, I, like you said, I think they were never, like, that type of tour yeah, bus I or, think like, luxurious touring band. Everybody that... Like, as shitty or as good as it may be, everybody that listened to Modern Baseball made it, like, a point to, like, call you out for listening to Modern Baseball if you were, like, a moment late to it. Yeah. So, like, their fans did them in by, like... I think that's... 
making it being like, oh, it's not cool that you're listening to them now. I think that happens with a lot of stuff, and it turns me off from like claiming to be a fan about most things, even like stuff like like Harry Potter or Star Wars. That like I was the first year that Harry Potter movies existed, I was Harry Potter for Halloween. It must have been within weeks of seeing the first one in theaters. Right. I like I was like that is me. I am Harry Potter for Halloween, and like you just identified with the character hardcore. Right. But then it's like, Harry Potter fans are nuts. So like, they're so awful. Yeah, and same with Star Wars, where even like, I was like, so stoked on Star Wars stuff for a while, and then when like, you start to realize like what like, and I, it's not even like, it's not even real fans because they hate it. Like it's when you're the most of a fan of a thing, you kind of hate it. And then it's like, yeah, it's like all this. You're there's two different kinds of Star Wars fans. Yeah, there's the movie fans uh-huh. that are like, oh yeah, no, the movies were cool. <laughs> I like Star Wars movies because I like the <laughs> nice. universe that they exist in. Yeah, and then you have the extended universe jerk offs. Ah, uh, Jesus. Yeah. Guys that are like, I've seen Rebels, The Clone Wars, every short ever made. I've yeah. read all the books, and I know how to speak fucking... <laughs> you know what I mean? Bro, George, George Lucas hasn't even dove that deep into the Star Wars universe. Chill out. George Lucas doesn't know half as much about the universe he created as that yeah. dude, uh, uh, Dan Filoni. I bet. He's Dan Filoni's a dude that did the Clone Wars. Oh, he, okay. He directed yeah. a few of the Mandalorian episodes. Wrote yeah, a exactly. lot of the Mandalorian stuff. But yeah, so that type of fandom is sort of exhausting to me, and I think because of that, I've never like fully claimed modern baseball. But like, even when like, what's that song? Your graduation. It's a banger, dude. And it's. Again, that's probably, like, that's a single. It has a music video. I'm sure that's probably, like, you know, either their first full length after they had a bunch of, like, huge cult-following EPs or maybe even a second album or something. But I remember that one really hitting when that came out. That was when I lived with you. And that was, like, a song that we listened to a lot. And I think that even just that one song, like, really... I think influenced a ton of that album that we wrote when I lived at your house. Certainly. Um, it changed my guitar playing for a minute there for sure. Um, and even, so that was right before I moved to Hawaii and like that like microcosm of time was so specific feeling to me that like, even though I loved that song so much to me, I was like, this is living at Andrew's house. So I didn't listen to it for like, a few years I think because I wanted to save the feeling for when I graduated college right. and then and then I listened to it a bunch when I did graduate college and um, but yeah that, that song I really love a lot um, the, that song is so well written yeah oh, so sick hey anybody listening to this right now hold me to this mm-hmm. I want to do a 10 minute bonus episode about Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlson. Okay. I had some real big thoughts about it today after cool. watching a little bit of a documentary about it. Really? And I think I think it needs I think there's some some stuff that needs clearing up about the song. 
I'm interested in that. Like the fact that she wrote that lick on a piano when she was 16. Oh my god. How about that? That one? Wrote that. Wrote that piano lick. 16 years old. Wrote one of the most iconic piano licks of all time. It's one thing to go, but then it's another to go. Right. Come on now. This song, Buttercup, is this is this is what I this is me right now. Just so quiet. This shit makes me so fucking sad. (laughs) This is inducing sadness. The slide guitar, dude. Dude. What's the There's like that one like just there's one slide guitar riff that just is that instrument to me. You know what I mean? Like kind of thing. I don't know. It must be from a country song I'm imagining. It has to, but it's not just from a song. It's like from every song that has slide guitar in it kind of right. thing. Right. It's, it's like, it's, it's just it's like, like the a slide guitar lick. Yeah, exactly. Um, I want to do something with that at some point. But yeah, super duper sad. Yeah, so like I said, now I'll now we'll get into it. Um, but so a while ago, uh, Glitter, I brought this up on the podcast before. Glitter, there's a playlist like Glitter Likes or something. And it's like just songs that Ned Russon is into. And uh, I was actually watching an interview about uh, Hyperview, the last title fight record, um, mm-hmm. a few few months ago and he even talks about like there's a certain album art that elliot smith has with a mural behind him and that was part of the inspiration for the hyper the hyperview mural um which i thought was interesting because seeing the elliot smith song on his playlist i was kind of like oh because he's this age now and he's doing the singer songwriter thing now he's into elliot smith but i guess it's kind of been a longer thing um but there's that one it's one song bled white on that uh playlist and i was like oh this is dope i love this a lot and then uh i think i listened to like a couple of his top tracks or whatever but then elliot smith also does a beatles cover which i found out today was a live version and it was the last song he ever played live and it is actually like the saddest song and jesus um, christ yeah, is it like so, one of the? Isn't it like one of those things that like he played that live? Somebody taped him playing that live, and then like hours later he was dead. Uh, it could be. I, don't I know. think it's. I think it's I one of those things. I, I vaguely remember Russ talking about it. Okay, sure. Yeah, it's also like, yeah, it's like about like, uh, it's like a God song too. It's George Har- George Harrison got like it's like vaguely religious or whatever. And he has a few like kind of God songs, and that was one of them. So sometimes weird. I say George Harrison, and I have to think twice if I'm talking about the right guy. Mm, I feel you because I feel like I don't. I, he, I feel. Who do you think is the least mentioned member of the Beatles? I feel like people mention Ringo more than George because he's a meme. Yeah, yeah, I kind of agree. I think. It's tough for me to say because I'm just so immersed in in Beatles stuff. Right. But yeah, I I think that's probably true. Cuz Paul and John are obviously the most the more famous. Right. And one is so, one is infamous for like his murder. 
being straight up murdered, dude. That's insane. And it's assassinated. He's so famous, it's assassinated. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. And then... Unreal. I think he signed it, an autograph for that dude bef- right before he shot him, too. That's fucking crazy. Isn't that um, upsetting? And then... Paul, obviously, huge He'll solo both. career. Yeah. And then Ringo, just kind of a meme. Ringo's hilarious, dude. I, he, he posts on Instagram pretty often, and he just has the silliest, hey, like... it's Ringo. Yeah. Just... Peace and love. And then and then I say... I, I tell him he's the man. Ringo, like, you're, you're the, the man. man, dude. Yeah. Do I you just, think he's like posting that, uh, those, or do you think somebody's doing that for him? I think he is. I think he is. Because it's just like, you know, forward-facing camera square. I think he still takes a picture with Instagram. You know what I mean? Like he, I do that like, once in a while. Within the app. Oh, hey. For a, for a true post. Speaking what? of taking a picture in the app, how about mm-hmm. that story the other day? Very good. I like Any? the one-two punch of it. And you, because you, you kind of uh, tested this on me, basically. Right. Yeah. 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 There's a little bit of there's a little bit of background that goes into uh-huh. that Instagram story. That that was actually a 24 hour cycle. Yeah. Four, 48, even if you count the time that I was up. Mm-hmm. So I noticed the other day, listeners, while I was looking, looking, looking in the mirror that my hair was giving my and my neck is kind of the same size as my head uh, my so like my neck to head area was looking sort of like a soup can like a cylinder like a pretty proud cylinder and I was like Jesus fucking Christ and I had my shirt off so feeling even worse about myself a little bit but then came to the realization that I really looked like a thumb Mm-hmm. And then I found the Spy Kids thumb guys. Yeah. And I was like, I sent it to Eric and I was like, yo, can you spot the difference between these two pictures? And he said, I think you accidentally sent me the same picture twice, which is a right. killer joke to make in the moment. Thanks. Thanks. That's a ripper of a joke. And I uh-huh. was like, that's very <laughs> funny. Yeah. So then the following day. I photoshopped my head onto the body of the thumb. The way I'm picturing it, too, like Photoshop is a real generous. Photoshop is really generous. I kind of just cropped my head real tight. (laughs) But your head is square enough where it kind of basically was clean cut. But my head is a little round, but like I I got got it really nice in there because I have a very square head, as we mentioned before. And then I put, so then it was me in my hoodie at work going, hey, I heard they're having tryouts or auditions for the new uh, Spy Kids movie. And then the next slide was me as the thumb. I'd like to audition. And I kind of forgot that you'd sent me that the day before. And the face you were making was so funny to me, too. But the, then- the smile in the first slide? Yeah. And just, like- just fairly genuine. Uh huh. Yeah, exactly. And I was just like, "Oh, there's gonna be a new Spy Kids. That's kind of cool." I was like, "That's right. funny that that you were like, aunt, like stoked about that or something." Uh huh. And then the next slide, the one-two punch of it. Very good. You I know like what the- I get really upset with? What? 
when I go through how many people have seen my story, because I do those one-two punch stories fairly often, right? And I see a lot of people see the first slide and swipe and to the out. next story, and it's like, yeah. no, 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 you missed it, you missed the joke, come back. It's just one more slot. Like, how do you? It's tough to me when people. It's like, oh, is that just at, in the time it took for the second one to go and it's, up? And maybe? it's not. It's not like I care, right? It's not like I'm like, oh, notice me. Yeah. I just Pull want my engagements down. No, it's just. I just I want people like I made the joke. I'd I'd rather you see the whole joke. That's like yeah. Somebody made half a joke and you were like, I'm uninterested. Bye. Yeah, you gotta hang out for the punchline. Yeah, you gotta hang out for the punchline. People miss the punchline far too often. You just saw the setup. A lot of people just see the setup of my jokes and they don't see the rest of them. And I was gonna say I think that's why people don't think I'm funny, but I think there's like way more reasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Yeah, well, you know, polarizing isn't the worst thing to be in the world Yeah, you know You gotta take chances with comedy Yeah, exactly And if you're not following me on Instagram I do one very funny thing once a month Yeah, yeah, it's good Just every now and then I just have a heater of a story and then I go away Mm-hmm Kind of cool that way. This song is um, Acolyte. We're on the last track. Yep. Uh, the one before this friend song is kind of has more like a lo-fi kind of vibe. And it's I like did cool notice that synths. the vocals were like very, like they were in a cup kind of. Yeah, like filtered out kind of thing. Um, I And then there's one other song. I forget what it is now, but he has sort of like just a, a synth line in the chorus that I really I've really liked that lately like acoustic guitar with like some synth yeah uh, do you think I the think pile cool. of garbage that is the album art means anything no I think or yeah I don't know I'm sure it's like belongings of his or like things that were around his house or something or and inherently I guess that makes them matter but uh, I think it's just like a Hey, there's some here's some stuff. I don't know cuz you know like I feel like a bunch of pop punk bands did that in like 2012, just like piles of garbage. Like Real Friends, I think just had like things in the street. Pile yeah, of things in the, the street. Yeah, the one Real Friends like, Real Friends record that I'm remembering is a blue wall with a chest with a lamp on top. That's different than what I'm saying. I think that's another one I'm picturing, but it is kind of just like a still life. But they have right. more like kind of maybe shoes on the ground or something. Oh yeah, there's a knuckle puck record that's just the, in an underpass. Yeah, okay. See, that's then, even different than what I'm saying now too. So it's a bunch of people did it. Yeah, it is like an underpass, and then I think there's even like a bike laying on its side and like some shoes yeah, yeah, or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, there's definitely a cross section of bands who just did like trash and still, still life yeah. for album uh-huh. art. Yeah, interesting. I'm still trying to figure out what I'm looking at when I'm looking at the new Loathe record. Let me see. Album art. <clears throat> oh, yeah. It's like balconies or something, but then there's like a background of sorts. Yeah, it's like there's like some there's people in there for sure, but then there's like some distortion and some light passing through. Very strange. 
This is one of those things that you're like, oh, this has to be like photoshopped, and you you end up finding out that it's like a very mirrors. Yeah, it's like a very sly camera trick. Mm -hmm. Like, do you know that the Windows 10 screen is just a fucking blue light being shined through a window, and they took a picture of it from an angle, and they were like, okay, that's the. It, I it, think like I can it, picture what you're saying. That's like, like a practical it, photo. Yeah. Uh, ten. Back. That's crazy. Yeah, it looks like a graphic design kind of deal. Yeah, and it's yeah, that's a practical photo. Wow, that's cool. Which is incredible. Yeah, they really did something with the light there. I like that. It's all about light for me. I think there's like. Uh, this quote, I'm going to look up who it is now, actually, but it's just, this painter says, all I want to do is paint, um, light on the side of a barn or something like that. And, uh, I fully identify with that in my, um, like photography or video type work where it's just, it's always lights and lighting that really do it for me. And like, and that'll take an image from, like, a good composition to, like, an image that I actually really enjoy is the light. Absolutely. Not only that, but I really like when light is used very cool. Like, right. my favorite use of light in recent film, I'd say, yeah. is uh, Blade Runner 2049. Mm, dude crazy lighting unreal and all i think a, most of that movie is just like not even color correction but like that's what the lights were in the room like right they just had like blue and fucking purple lights going off yeah yeah roger deakins dude the man is that is that who it is my boy yeah is that the the guy with the camera guy or yeah the cinematographer yeah because I, I was like it's a ridley scott movie right Right, I think so. Yeah, Ridley Scott. Gotta yeah. gotta gotta love the stuff that he does. I'd lo- I'd love a Ridley Scott lookbook. Mm, that'd be cool. Just like a coffee table, like book Did of I? shit that he's filmed. Did or I show you this this book that I just got? I think you did. You took a picture the of tattoo it, one. That's such a big book. It is huge. I just, I, it sits under my laptop on my desk because I don't have any shelves that are like tall enough for it. But there's a the bunch weed of. weed that just fell out? <laughs> no, it's a little, <laughs> a little booklet that's. Um, so this is Burt Crack's uh, tattoo book, and he did a pop up thing in like this museum or art show or something. And he had like basically, you know, when JD buys a porch? Okay, yeah. In scrubs. So basically, they just built a porch in this museum, and he was tattooing on the porch. So Interesting. And it lasted, like, pretty much a whole summer. So this little book is, it's just, like, little, it's, you know, his handwriting, and it's, like, such and such date. It says, like, you know, right here it says, Gus, both feet, skull snake, snake flower. And then next to skull snake and snake flower, there's the numbers 45 and 33 and then at first i was like what what does 45 and 33 mean and then you go in the book 
and then and it see, corresponds, brother. Holy, yeah, holy. it does. So these these sheets are yeah numbered. So you go, yeah, whatever, snake skull or whatever, eagle snakes. I don't know. Yeah, but super cool. And so it's a bunch of flash, and now I'm gonna take some of these. Uh, paintings and copy them and finish my banner because my bedroom is bigger now than when Way I painted bigger. a few months ago. Yeah. So. And you have a nook. Dude. I do. Tell the people about the nook. Yeah. Have I covered this bedroom on the podcast? So, I don't you know. Think so. It's much it's much larger. Uh, maybe someday we'll get back in the live stream so I could do a little tour. But, you know, basically it's... Uh, I'd say this has to be probably like 10 by 15 or something. Would you maybe it's agree pretty, with it's me? It's pretty big. It looks fairly large. Because I got my, my bed is centered in here, and then I have room for a desk and a chair on one side, and then my dresser on the other. At the, you know, when I'm laying in bed, I'm looking forward at what used to be a closet, but is now a kitchenette. It's got a mini fridge. I've got a sink, some drawers, and some cabinets. So I've got like a little bar set what up. He's I've got saying my coffee is, station. If he got a hot plate, yeah. he could block his door off and I never could. have to leave his bedroom. Because he forgot to mention he's got an ensuite bathroom. Yeah. Your Full boy's size got another, bathroom. Your boy's got his own bathroom. I could fit a bed in my bathroom, bro. Living large. Yeah. So it's pretty it's pretty tight in here. Um, but yeah, I mean room. but it's but it's sick though. Yeah. Yeah, it's not tight. tight as in a small space. Tight as in like dope. Oh, okay. Yeah, toy. see, that's that's where we miss each other sometimes. You're yeah. Sometimes you're too you're too with the kids for me. Yeah, I'm too sick with it sometimes. Sometimes just far too sick with it. And the I'm other just, day I was looking at like this um, PBR, the beer, you know, Pap Blue Ribbon. They were doing like uh, they had a post about like summer internship stuff, like paid internships where they're like. Mm-hmm. They'll like pay you to live in Texas for the summer and do yeah. stuff for them. Uh-huh. And I was kind of like, oh, maybe I'll see about that if there's like a video, you know, aspect of that. And I, I don't really think there is. I didn't. I only looked into it very briefly. But basically, the part that I was looking at was like they want somebody to run their Twitter, and they were like, <laughs> for you to work with us, you got to be like quick with it. And I just thought that like That's the whole so- way that this like. Now I'm only imagining was like written. a 50 year old dude being like, you have to be <laughs> fast with the kids. Yeah, you have to be quick with it, and you got to know when things are like in or out. You got to be up on your memes. So send us I'm, like 10 tweet ideas and some memes or whatever. Like there is no fucking way I'd ever be able to run a Twitter account. Yeah, because my humor is so specific. <laughs> yeah, it's like I. I'd get like people would get upset with me. Uh-huh. For sure. I'd be like I'd be like running uh I'd be like running um like let's say I ran f- Twitter for Wendy's. I'd be mm-hmm. McDonald I'd be telling McDonald's to stay in their lane too often. Right. Like Yeah. Like you're not a troll, but like it's like it's like you're kind of like an evolved troll where you're right. not actually pissing people off, but you're using the the like techniques of a troll to get laughs in a different way, which 
doesn't get laughs a lot. Like if I'm say, so I'll be Wendy's, right? And you you just give me something, something a a fast food chain might do. Mm, They come out with introducing a burger and say it's something different. That's not that's not really good enough for me. I need I need some more specifics. I need, well, that's all they're gonna do. That's so all let's do. let's say let's say Popeyes came out with a uh, a six dollar meal deal. Good, right? I'd have a hard time clapping back at Popeyes mm-hmm. because I like Popeyes. Right, right. It's gonna hurt you more than it hurts them. But I'd be like, wow. Heard KFC has it cheaper. <laughs> and see, the joke there isn't the fact that I'm clapping back and saying KFC has it cheaper. Uh-huh. It's the fact that I run the Wendy's Twitter account and I made a horrible joke. So now that's the joke. You and make now a every- joke of yourself. Right, because I'm a Twitter account for a fast food place. Uh-huh. And that's yeah, how I do Yeah, you would start it. to and get like, real self-deprecating like, personally. Like... How you're kind of, as an individual, a little bit upset that this is where your life is, that you're tweeting for Wendy's. Like, you would start to make jokes like that. Right, 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 right. Like, hey, I might be uh, <clears throat> I might be 26, severely overweight, and run Twitter for Wendy's, but at least I'm not eating at McDonald's right now. <laughs> That's hilarious. But also, even if they were on board with this humor, you would only do, like, one every other week. If I knew that it was my job, I'd be, like, I'd be at my computer in a in a Word doc. Yeah. Just, just making jokes. Like, I'd be, like, digging through Twitter feeds. Remember when... I'm going to keep this short and sweet. But yeah, I amended a while ago, but yeah. Remember when Burger King said... The, the Burger King of the UK or whatever Twitter account said, we think women's place is in the kitchen. And that was the first tweet followed up by a bunch of like, so we're starting like a thing to like help women get into culinary school and we're doing gotcha, a bunch gotcha. of charity work. Yeah. I don't remember that, but sure. That was the worst joke. I was more mad that mm-hmm. they clickbaited a women in the kitchen joke. Then I yes. was mad at the actual implication. Gotcha. I was like, that such that joke is in such poor taste. Uh-huh. It's like that joke. The women in the kitchen joke is never funny. Right. It's never funny. Because uh-huh. it's simply it's simply just so outdated. Yeah, it's like beyond the point of like insulting or it's just like it's hack. It's ha- it's a hack joke. It's just yeah. wildly outdated. Mm-hmm. So then to bring it back and be like we have a firm stance and it is and, and yeah. then to like and then to fucking it Ugh. looks like you tried to make a like a like a joke. Mm-hmm. That was already bad, and then you immediately put your tail in between your legs. <laughs> Whether that was your intention or not, that's what uh-huh. it looks like. Yeah. And do you I know think what you have a place in marketing? You know what comedians don't do? Make what? a joke and then immediately backpedal. Right. The, a comedian can make the worst 
poor taste joke, and they'll double and triple. They get booed off stage before they, before they're like, oh, maybe that was a bad joke. Yeah, before walking it back. Right. Nobody's ever gonna walk it back. Yeah, that's, I never no would. Integrity there. Um, shit. I have to give you. Uh, I have to give you a, uh, <laughs> oh, shit, I, uh, <laughs> a fucking, huh? a, an album here, huh, right? That's something yeah. I gotta do. For sure. It's funny because, like I said, the, this album, it did end, the Slaughter Beach Dog album ended 15 minutes ago. And Easily 15 minutes. talking a lot, and I thought mm-hmm. that you were stalling, looking for an album that whole time. Mm-mm. So it's Mm-mm. it's really interesting Mm-mm. that now at the end of that fifteen minutes, no siree, you've just hit the wall of oh, it's time for you know. All right, do you want to do something throwback or do you want to do something so music it hurts your brain? <laughs> uh, like, what do you tough. think the what do you think the fans would want? Oh, the fans throwback. All right. I listened to this record a lot. Okay. When I drove back from Texas with my grandmother. You did that before? A very long time ago. The same year of the Boston bombing. Wow. Um, it's the first Being as an Ocean full length oh cool i liked that one and then it's That's called a very it's like called certain... dear it's called dear god dot 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 but the o is taken out and replaced with a dash right and then you're kind of because like, i think oh, they're religious guys band? yeah i think yeah, they're so i think they they're sort of religious actually... whatever happened to being as an ocean uh, find out I next saw, week on i saw them live in 2019 what yeah did they you were cry? Still, they were still playing songs off of that 2014 release. Wow. Dear GD. Anyways, this has been the Nobody's Listening to This Music Podcast podcast. I've been Andrew. And I've been Eric. And next week we're going to have a slanger, a banger, a mean. I don't know, man. Just come back and we'll do a podcast about it. All right. See you later. Later. Looking at the TV in his socks.